gonna skip straight to this because hi i'm robert adams that's chris adams we're now doing shows on podcasts that you can listen to on anywhere wow. you listen to podcasts okay, chill. And- <laughs> hold on no we don't just run over that one <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we got new microphones, so if there's any audio issues, make sure to let us know because we got new microphones. Why are you shouting? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the microphone's right in front of your face. Well, now that I know that people can actually oh. freaking hear us, oh I'm like, gosh. oh, hey, cool. <laughs> okay. We didn't have any, like, whiskey or anything to drink tonight, so. Nope, but. So I made the announcement earlier, uh, if you missed it, and you did because there was no audio, apparently, <laughs> that we're on podcasts. Which makes no damn sense now. I don't know how this one's going to go on a podcast anymore. I'm going to have to actually do some editing, which means it's not going to be out probably tomorrow. I'm going to have to cut that whole first part out. Yeah. Which you'll hear all this part on podcast now. And that just makes it fun. Uh, That's right. If you guys are tuning in for the first time, this is the tagline. My name is Chris Adams. I'm Robert Adams. We're doing this part over again because... (laughs) We did this already. (laughs) Yeah, because uh, we are now putting this on podcast and we need to make sure that we have audio working and everything too, so... Uh, those of you who are watching live in the chat, if, again, we have audio issues, please let us know, because that's going to help us out a whole lot. Uh, podcasts, though. We are up on podcasts. This show is up on podcasts. What you want to do is head over to Spotify, Anchor, uh, don't cough into the microphone, thank you, and Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple, give us that rate and review over there. Uh, right now, it's probably one star, because this... Didn't didn't work out so well in this whole beginning of this episode. Kind of messy, but hey, you know After what? this one, it's going to drop down to half a star. Half a star. <laughs> you know what? Hey, it's new stuff. Um, anyway, yeah, drop a five star. Drop a review over there. But at least there was no echo. Sure, but here's the problem. is you, <laughs> Now we missed that beautiful, wonderful uh, King George III impression I did at the very beginning. Oh, that was so good, too. Yeah, because you just wanted to rush right into it. You didn't want to give it the proper intro again. Yeah, well. Oh, well. Anyway, we'll probably have to put time codes on this video as to no sound and sound. Yeah. <laughs> sound starts here. Oh, so much work because you didn't do this properly the first time. Yeah. So what have you been up to this past week? You're like, no, we're not doing this again. Yeah. Uh, I, you've I been working nothing. on podcasts. I did nothing. You cleaned up around here. Moving uh, on. I did a bunch of cleaning and caught up on some work and stuff, <laughs> and that was about it. Yeah, I spent the entire weekend trying to get all of our episodes of the podcast up, which was a pain, but at least I didn't wait till episode 100 to do that. Yeah, so uh, also going back real quick, if you would like to join our Patreon, there is a Patreon address up there above my head. It's www.patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Hop on whichever tier you feel appropriate at this point. Uh, also above my brother's head is the address for our Streamlabs, www.streamlabs.com. If you're listening to this on audio, which again is available now, I'm just like throwing that out there as much as possible. If you're listening to on audio though, you can actually still enter a Streamlabs even when we're not live and we'll probably actually get to it next, the next show. So go ahead and drop something in there and, uh, it'll be, it'll be nice and nice and swell or whatever. <laughs> Did you say swell? I said swell. Uh, <laughs> right now, we do have a super chat just to start the show off from our good friend Movie Fenobi here. said, Older Adams V himself in health recovery. Tonight, we stop the rivalry until he's healthy. Uh, yeah, I wasn't feeling too well last night. No. Just uh, I've been eating a lot of crap lately, and uh, it just it really was messing with my stomach last night. So, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm fine now. <laughs> uh, I ate We're not some, fine, though. I, I ate some healthy food, and why are we not fine? There's no audio. Again? 
Yeah, no, it's working on mine. Why am I not getting it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Audio seems to be working. It's just his yeah. computer. Oh. Never mind. Anyways, we're still working. We're still good. Everything's just... I'm, there it is. Yeah, so... In the future, this is going to be a shorter show tonight just because we need to. We, I just, I just in the future, I'm going to have. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually probably going to maybe try to build something that like sits like over here off to the side where you could potentially see it on camera, maybe, possibly. I don't know. Uh, and it's going to be a little box, like one of those in, in case of emergency break glass, and it'll have like a little ball of something. <laughs> yeah. So whenever this just goes off the rails, we're like, eh, yep, need to, need the glass tonight. All right, so you have joined the tagline. We are the Cinefanatics, like we said earlier. My name is Chris Adams. He's Robert Adams, and we are going to move into, I guess, we usually do like catch up on what movies we watched this last week, but one of the ones we did is actually kind of our main topic, so we kind of want to wait on that we'll one. We'll talk about bit. that one later. Uh, otherwise, the only other major movie I watched this week was Scoob. I don't know if I watched anything else. So, Scoob was kind of cute. There was something at the very beginning of it no, I didn't. that I yeah. thought was fantastic. Yeah. That if you're a fan of uh, the Where Are You Scooby Doo cartoon, uh, it's it's amazing. Uh, it yeah, you'll absolutely love it. But other than that, it was okay. I mean, it kind of diverted away from like what typically they do in Scooby Doo cartoons a little. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just it's like here's all the Scooby Doo characters and let's go off on this whole other adventure thing. So it it was kind of it was kind of cute, but I don't know. Uh, if they do a sequel, I'm kind of eager to see how they could like continue build upon that. Yeah, I think there's there's a lot of room. I still haven't watched it myself, but I think there's a lot of room. It looks like for them to build like a uh, Hanna Barbera cinematic universe, which uh, I didn't know yes. I wanted. Yes, there actually is. They I, I did not know I wanted that, but now I feel like I do want that. So I know, like when watching the trailer, we were kind of guessing that, seeing how that had like Blue Falcon and Dynamut and mm-hmm. uh, Dick Dastardly in there. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Can't say dastardly. <laughs> Richard, Mr. Richard Dastardly. Richard Dastardly. Uh, but uh, there actually is some other things that is in this movie that kind of helps support that idea that ah, that might actually work on building this universe. Yeah. So kind of cool. Uh, I, I mean, I did like it for that. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out, especially if you have kids, uh, which I don't. So I checked it out anyways. Yeah, we still have sound. Okay. Uh-huh. This is like the every five minutes we got to check to make sure everyone can still hear us. I just don't trust this because, like, I just don't trust it. Yeah. If you're uh, if you're watching live, drop drop a chat in there. Say something in the chat. We want to we want to hang out with you. We want to talk with you. So let us know you're here. We're gonna be uh, rushing through some of these news stories real quick too because we want to. We were supposed to be done with them already. We sh- yeah. We, <laughs> at, this, at this point, we should have been done with them. But hey, you know what? Here we are. Uh, we are a little bit late on this on this show on this episode. So. That is that is the way it is. So again, going into the fact that we got new microphones set up uh, because of that accursed echo that I was getting. If you're familiar with our earlier shows, I like the fact that I could go back and say that though. Like if you're familiar with our previous shows, we've had 18 episodes previously on Cinefanatics. We've, we've had, had a lot of like echo issues with using two uh, of the exact same USB microphones 
on here going to the same computer and the computer's all confused and it's causing my it was causing my microphone to echo like every 10 to 15 minutes which causes you to have to unplug it and replug it back yeah. in order to do the quick simple fix so the past couple of weeks if you've noticed I've been sitting here like almost like clockwork cuz I've been sitting here watching the time which I'm not doing right now uh but for the most part, I've been like unplugging and replugging the microphone like every 10 minutes, and that was kind of annoying. Now, I don't have to worry about it. I have a whole new set of things to worry about. Like, do we actually have sound? Right. Well, I think we still do, but hey, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just going to trust and I'm not going to check again. Yeah. We're just, we're just going to trust it because otherwise I'm going to be in a bad mood the rest of this way if I check it and there's no sound. Just, just let me have my dream. Let me have my dream. <laughs> Um, <laughs> should start. Everyone should start put, dropping in the chat like hashtag. I can't believe he said that when there's like nothing coming out of our mouths. Right. <laughs> uh, so at this point, we'll run through real quick. We got some a little bit of movie news that we're gonna hit. Just a couple of quick funny little stories apparently that are out there. Then we're gonna hit the that Hamilton review that you saw. Then we're gonna move on to some Schmodown talk. There's a little bit of Schmodown to talk about. For those of you unfamiliar with the Schmodown, I'll tell you right now, it is movie trivia in the style of professional wrestling. If you have ever watched professional wrestling you know there are factions there's good guys there's bad guys there's rivalries there's fun excitement adventure all sorts of crazy nonsense that happens but this time it's based around an actual movie trivia competition it's a lot of fun to watch it's on the schmodown entertainment network you need to check it out if you haven't seen it i'm doing that right off the top so by the time we get there we can just roll right into it (laughs) we're doing that at the top while we know the audio is still working i hope so (laughs) anyway this is going to be the most fun episode to listen to on podcast. Oh, most definitely. We're on podcast now. <laughs> exactly. Anyway. Uh, so, movie news. Uh, again, trying to go through this. Uh, apparently, they're going to turn, like, I think it was like 160 Walmarts into a drive-in movie theater. Like, I guess their parking lot. I'm pretty sure we're not actually driving into a Walmart, even though that would probably save my poor eyes a lot of, uh, like, views of, like, butt cracks when people are bent over. (laughs) If you're a big fan of the uh, People of Walmart website, uh, yeah, that's that's a very interesting site right there. That's very offensive. (laughs) Well, I mean, don't be on that website. (laughs) Real simple to fix. (laughs) Yeah, so this is fascinating. I mean... Who who would have thought in 2020 that we would be expecting Walmarts to be our saving grace for movie theaters at this point? We're just driving our uh, our cars up to the parking lot and watching on their big screen flat screen TVs that they're gonna roll out into the parking lot. Like, what is what? Is, I'm imagining this right now, and it makes no sense. I wonder if they're gonna edit the movies like they do their uh, CDs. Do they still sell CDs? Actually, I haven't been to a Walmart in a while. I think they do, but I don't. I don't really know. I went to a Walmart the other day, and I was. I just. I. I wasn't happy about being there. <laughs> oh, so since we're on podcast, we need to take a break real quick and give a shout out to our first uh, podcast sponsor. It is w- Walmart. Oops. <laughs> Sorry about that, Walmart. <laughs> Anyways, moving on. <laughs> we'll try again next week. <laughs> Walmart, where you want to go and get all of your drugs in the alley behind it. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, that's where you get them at? <laughs> Didn't know. I'm sorry, did I say the alley behind the Walmart? I meant right in the middle of the men's clothing section. <laughs> ain't nobody hiding that. <laughs> um, so, the uh, here's the thing, I, like... I know drive-in movie theaters kind of went out of fashion, much like Walmart's clothing, and uh, 
That's not out of fashion. <laughs> this is good. This is going to be like nothing but Walmart. It's not jokes. out of fashion. You just haven't hit the right parts of America. No. Oh. Um. So a lot of like drive-in movie theaters they no longer exist, but they see they're seemingly coming back, much like bell-bottom pants. Uh. But. I know, like specifically here in the Austin area, we had one. Uh, we had one drive-in movie theater that, uh, like a week ago or so, burned down. I'm like, really, guys? Y'all burned down? I think it, it. I think they're saying. I don't know if it was an accident or if it was like direct arson. But I was like, we have one hope for being able to watch movies in a movie theater, and you burn it down. Good job. Yeah. What is what does that even look like? Is that like, are we like looking at not to be political? Are we looking at like, oh, I don't want to wear my mask and I don't want to go to a drive-in. I want to go to a real theater. Yeah. Is that, is that what we're is that what we're looking at at this point? Because that's just ridiculous. Burn down the drive-in theaters. They have to open the real movie theaters. Nope, they can stick them in a Walmart parking lot. Apparently, open my Cinemark. <laughs> Alamo Draft House. <sighs> Drive-in's not the best seat in town. Yeah, I wonder if the Alamo Draft House is going to start sponsoring these in the Walmart parking lot here and like, hey, we're going to bring beer to your car. Like, mm, that's not a good idea. <laughs> Fantastic Fest in a Walmart parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh. um, that is kind of scary, actually. That's frightening. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Uh, yeah, <laughs> fits the mood, actually. Nailed <laughs> uh, it. So I'm not sure how this, how well this is going to go off, but uh, apparently this isn't starting for a little while yet. I'm guessing they're just expecting that this whole pandemic is still going to be going on for a while. So this is going to be one of those things, though, where they like hit enter on okay and start it, and the pandemic's over. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, we specifically waited for a minute just to see, and waited too long. Looks like uh, Christopher Nolan won, and his movie's coming out into the actual theaters at this point. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, if if they're able to pull it off and it's actually interesting and doesn't feel like, you know, anything else that Walmart does, um, then stop shaking the table. Would you hush and let me resituate myself? Anyway, see, you threw me off. We need a stronger table. That's what I'm trying to get at. No, what you need to do is you need to stop calling it out and let me finish my thought. What's up, AJ Lancaster? AJ's here. Hey, what's up, AJ? Hey, AJ, how do we sound? We sound good? I just need to check in with everyone to make sure we have sound still. Yeah. Hey, Tyler's here also. Look, people are people are here now. All right. Woohoo! Which, this doesn't really necessarily work for our audio listeners because they can't see our chat. But hey, you know what? If you're listening on audio, then you know this is a YouTube show primarily, and we're going to be referencing people in the chat. Uh, for those of you who are in the chat who are just joining us, whatever thought I was thinking of and saying earlier is just now dead and gone, but that's because I want to mention real quick that we are now on podcast. So if you can uh, if you can go over to like Apple Podcasts, Cinefanatics, and just drop a little rate and review over there, or uh, whatever you do on any of the other podcasts. I don't know if there's like rates and reviews on all the other different random podcast things out there, but... Hey, you know, it, it is what it is. So, uh, yeah, we're available on audio. You can check us out there if you want to go back and re-listen to the show later and see whatever editing I did to the beginning of this because apparently it messed up before. Yeah, it says a little low. I th- I was thinking that that was going to happen. So, um, where do I go to fix that? I think I know where to fix that at. Well, you better hurry up because I'm not editing this entire thing for audio. Yeah, I know. Uh, For those of you who are listening on audio, you might want to be turned up, and then we're, you're probably going to want to turn down here in a second because I think he's going to turn me up. So, um, turn down for what? Turn down because I'm about to be turned up. 
So Turn input. Up. So we've got that uh, as an output. Fun, fun show. We are, yep. We're hitting all the right feet. All the right feet. All we're, the right feet. We're getting, we're getting, uh, that's a mixture of we're hitting all the right notes or whatever and uh, getting started on the right foot. So we're hitting all the right feet. Yeah. Um, so here's the thing. Like, there's not really, like, individual mic volume audio control. Me. Turn up the gain. I mean, yeah, I could probably turn up the gain just a little. The gain, in this case, the gain is probably audio, the, probably the volume. So. So I'm sitting here talking and maybe this is turning me up. People, people who are watching us live can let us know if I sound like I'm getting louder because I'm not really changing the volume of my own voice. This is a horrible, horrible radio show, and I don't care because, hey, you know what? This is this is what you're getting right now, but when we hit episode 100, we should be flying smooth like something that's really, really smooth. I'm still talking. Somebody please stop me. Yeah. None of this has anything to do with movies right now because I don't know. That's, that's no longer what this show's about. We're no longer about movies. We're about technical difficulties and making sure our audio is going to work. Should have done that before the show started, but hey, you know, here we are. I do like that the the Please episode where we start talking there. about audi- uh, be doing a podcast is the one that we have like the most massive audio issues ever. It's just because I happened to get everything up on podcast while you were like, hey, time for new microphones. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler's like all the gain. All the gains. Uh, audio, you, audio gains. You could also probably be a little bit closer to your microphone. No, because then it's in my mouth. Yeah, I'm damn near making out with mine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so, there's literally two inches between my face and the microphone. How much closer do you want me to be? It's a little more than two inches there. Okay, it's two and a half. Excuse me. Okay, you would know. I can hear us um, on your headphones. Yeah. So I've turned up the volume. Hopefully that works a little bit more. There's not, uh, again, there's not really individual... Uh, can we unplug the headphones? It's bugging me. Uh, I can hear our echo. Pop. There you go. Yeah, probably just a weird popping sound, but whatever. Anyway. Okay, hopefully that works. Uh, thank you all for if not, your audio input. If not, we'll get him to uh, start doing this more than half an hour before the show starts. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna pay for that one later. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway. Yep. Okay. I just bumped the table again. That's okay. Anyway. So they're turning Walmart drive uh, parking lots into uh, drive-in oh, movie we theaters. That, that's that. kind of weird. <laughs> I mean, that topic went off the rails much like a Walmart does. So I mean, that made sense. It was fitting. <laughs> it's like a drive-in at a Walmart's probably gonna go a off the drive-in rails. Drive-in at Walmart. Yeah. <coughs> Uh, uh ne- before we move on to any of these other lighthearted ones, you want to hit that that uh that low note one real quick? Yeah, um and this one I'm probably going to keep short uh for reasons I'll get into in a second. Uh what was it was it announced yesterday that uh Ennio Morricone, uh one of the most famous composers ever has passed away. Um the reason I'm saying I'm keeping keeping this one short is while I'm like I'm a fan of his work that I am aware of. I'm yeah. not a huge follower of his work. Most of his stuff has been pretty much Western, essentially Western. Uh, he's yeah, he's done he's done some other things outside of Western as well. But the one that's probably I w- I would say at least personally how I know it and I believe how you know it is his theme song to the Good, Bad, and the Ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was. The giant disrespect to his work. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we don't play instruments. We barely can talk into microphones at this point. So, uh, 
just it, it's really sad to hear that he passed away but yeah uh huge legacy left behind because uh, I will say he's easily one of the top uh, composers. Again, I just I don't follow him. Right. But, uh, but I recognize the body of work. Yeah, his name was one that popped up and said he uh, passed away, and I was like, "Whoa, hold up, that's a big name that just that just popped up there." Yeah. That's uh, let's let's hold on and let's pay some respects for that one, which is why we we are bringing him up on the, on the show here. It's just he is. Yes, he's leaving behind an incredible legacy. He is one of the top composers that were working in movies. So that is he is he is definitely somebody that uh, deserves some respect. Go back and uh, kind of check out his library of work because he's got he's he's got a pretty full body of work out there. Yeah, in fact, I'm I'm kind of wanting just to like listen in. So uh, those of y'all in the chat, those of y'all watching live, if you have any suggestions for any really good uh, scores that he's done other than Good, Bad, and the Ugly, uh, drop those in the chat so we can uh, find something. Or so anyone else who might not be completely familiar with his work but at least know of him, uh, we can check out because I'm, I'm eager to broaden my horizon. Yeah. Broaden my horizon. I don't know the proper phrase of that. This is a weird night. Um, anyway, so uh, moving on from that one. For those of you listening to the podcast that we're now on, I was shaking my head in disbelief at anything that's going on right now is happening. <laughs> we're surviving. We're going to make it. <laughs> um, so they announced, <laughs> was it last week or so, that uh, Jason Momoa has signed on to play a live-action version of Frosty the Snowman. Happy birthday, my man. My snowman. My snowman. <laughs> Happy birthday, my snowman. <laughs> you know, my favorite thing about this, before we even like really dive into it, is that I cannot wait. This is a live action. This is a live action Frosty the Snowman. So I can't wait to see a live action Frosty the Snowman chugging a big old beer and throwing axes. <laughs> what was it Carl Drago? Carl? The, what's his name? Carl. Call Carl. I don't think there's an R in there. <laughs> Carl! Carl! Carl Drago! <laughs> okay, I admit it. I don't watch Game of Thrones. Carl, are you, are you playing that stupid throne game again? Carl! <laughs> Carl! <laughs> yeah, um... So, Carl, is your lady into dragons? Let's just say Aquaman. No more. Yeah, Aquaman. <laughs> He's going to be the frozen Aquaman. Ah-ha! <laughs> uh-huh. Ah... Uh. Hopefully he's not like the one from Frozen that just wants to go like lay out on a beach. Yeah. Because he will be Aquaman again after how, that. How does this movie look? Like, here's the thing. This movie pops up and is saying, Jason Momoa is going to be Frosty the Snowman. And my first thought is, yeah, I'll see that. <laughs> we're about to get a bunch of like Frosty the Snowman thirst tweets. <laughs> That's what we're oh going to get. Oh. <laughs> Can't wait for that ice cube to melt in my mouth. Um... <laughs> That's so wrong. So. <laughs> this Christmas. <laughs> this Christmas. Time to deck your halls. <laughs> ba la 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 ooh la la. <laughs> it got a lot more to jingle than just some bells. <laughs> just so we're clear, we're in Texas, so weed is not a thing that we can do here. We just have good old-fashioned humor. We're just completely thrown out off right now with how this show has gone. That this is this is the state of our mind. Uh, no, I, I I digress. So I go back. Look, what does this movie look like? How do we see this movie 
work working. Because like I'm I think s- we summed it up with thirst tweets. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe. Um. Uh. Anyway, I'm I'm picturing the uh, the old cartoon that we all know and cherish and love from the holidays, and I'm picturing okay, everything's live action. You know, we got. Is Hank Azaria playing that magician? Messy, messy, messy. Yeah. Like that's that's perfect casting there. But I don't know if we're expecting perfect casting out of this thing. If Frosty the Snowman's gonna be Jason Momoa, they could get. Uh, I'm into it, but man, it's weird. If this, I'm wondering if this is gonna be like later on down the lines, like after the original cartoon and after whatever that weird Frosty Returns cartoon like that came sequel? out like 30 years later. Uh, With like a Dumbo effect here or something. Where well they came up with the original Frosty was like back in the like late sixties early seventies something like that, and then in the eighties like late eighties, someone made like a Frosty Returns, so they made a sequel to it. (laughs) Why? I don't know. (laughs) He needed to return. Nobody asked for it. Well, Mm. I I think he said. I think the song goes that he'll be back someday. Well, that was the someday that they brought it back. That explains why there is a sequel. And now they're going to bring it back again. And I'm wondering if this is going to be like an even like later sequel. What if? What if? And hear me out on this. The cartoon of old, the Frosty Snowman, then existed within the present time of that cartoon. So what, what what again was that? That, that was again the seventies or early eighties or something like that. The original cartoon. Yeah, the one, the Happy Birthday. Yeah, that was like sixties. Sixties was it really? Like late sixties, early seventies, maybe. Wow. Well, what? Yeah. So what if that existed then? But I don't now know. Garth's not in our chat to tell us. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh well. But what if what if what if Frosty the Snowman comes back and he hasn't been around for a while, and he comes back in the year I don't know twenty twenty. What are y'all wearing the uh, face mask for? <laughs> Happy birthday! What in the... Why does Jason Momoa sound super redneck just now? I don't know. It's because we're doing this voice. <laughs> he's looking around, though, and he's like, Where is everybody? Where's all the all the kids that he used to play with? They're all now adults, and they have kids, and life has just gotten to them, and they used to love magic, and they used to love playing out in the snow, but now they're... Facing all sorts of like mental health issues and financial issues. Some of them are divorced, and and Frosty's out here going happy birthday. And they're like, shut up, Frosty. This just got sad and depressing. Nobody cares anymore. You frozen man of, uh, you're not even real. Your your hat is what gives you life. Why? Because there must have been some magic in that old silk hat they found. I just found. I don't care if there's magic in the old silk hat. I want to know if there's like the COVID nineteen, like (laughs) the the cure for it in there. We just found the excuse as to why Jason Momoa's Frosty is chugging beer and throwing axes. (laughs) My man, my snowman. As of right now, you can tell that the cine fanatics are currently not taking this movie too seriously. I don't know if anyone would take this movie seriously. Yeah, I don't take it seriously. Here's the thing: I want to see it. For some reason, that is that is what we call stunt casting. That it, hey, Frosty's played by Justin Momoa. Okay, all right, I'll fine. I'll pay a movie ticket. I'll go see it. You got me. Don't even need a trailer. I'm there. So what you're saying is you're gonna send out a thirst tweet also. I mean. Have you seen Jason Momoa? <laughs> I saw him in that Super Bowl commercial where he's ripping off his arms and his chest and stuff. And th- they might do that. I I really like Loki. I I would love to go throw axes with him. I don't 
I'm not good at throwing axes. I've done it a few times. But who cares? You're with Jason Momoa throwing axes. Yeah. Being accurate is not the point of that hangout. Anyway, we should move on from this t- topic because it's silly. Yeah, just a little. That's, that's goofy. <laughs> uh, so over this weekend, uh, apparently we were uh, celebrating the uh, 4th of July. For those of you who don't know what the 4th of July is, that's the fourth day in the month of July. Is our Independence Day. Oh, it's that too. Um, and seemingly enough, someone got the smart idea to, you know, let's release that Hamilton musical on Disney Plus the weekend of 4th of July. Like, that is like the greatest planning ever. Now, ladies and gentlemen, since we missed out on this intro to begin the video with... I did it when we did not have sound. I'm going to do it now when we do have sound. This is our review of the musical Hamilton. Welcome to the tagline. And right now we would ask that... uh, Normally we would ask that you put away your cell phones, but here's the thing. It's your cell phone and we're not going to tell you what to do with that phone because it makes no difference either way to us. We just ask that you do not record this... uh, this this video, this live stream that we're doing because that would be wrong and improper. We're trying to monetize it. Since YouTube's recording it anyways. Since YouTube is recording it anyway, please send in your Streamlabs. My name is King George III, and welcome to our Hamilton Review. Someone please let me know how my uh, British accent was there, or if I was just sounding more so like Jonathan Groff's King George. Than that actually sounded pretty good. Da, 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 da. There you go. That's what I say. It needs to end with. Da, 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 da. I'm not going to spit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um. So. This is our Hamilton review. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and jump into this. I guess at this point. Now the you thing seem is, so excited about this. The, the thing is, is like you've you've listened to this music before. Yeah. So I, if, if we're gonna do that, I'm gonna set up. Well, I'll set up my end of this. Uh, a couple years ago, I did actually listen to the album all the way through. Uh, very much enjoyed the music from it. So that was that has been my first interaction with Hamilton. I did not watch the show because it was like five hundred plus dollars and nowhere near Austin. So it was kind of almost near impossible for me to see it. <laughs> Nowhere near Austin is the major kicker on that one. Well, even if it was here, I didn't have $500. Well, to see if it, it came here, it wouldn't be $500. Oh, no, it was. It was very expensive when it came here. Oh, it did come here. Oh, yeah. It did come here later. Oh. Anyway, uh, my first experience with it was just listening to the album on Spotify, and I found myself very much enjoying the music. It was very catchy. Every single song, I was like, you know, I'm... I'm pretty well basically following the story of what's happening here. I know, you know, we're talking about historical stuff, but uh, it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, you, there's no visuals. You're just listening to the audio. And I was doing it at, at work at my job at that time, so I was working on other stuff while I was while I was listening to it. So I'm kind of uh, torn between doing that and listening at the same time but from what i was hearing i was very much enjoying it i'll be right back i'm still listening y'all professional i'm thirsty you have a full cup of water over here anyway anyway so 
Here's, here's the great thing about it is, for those of us who have not gotten a chance to see the show, Disney Plus just decided to up and release it this weekend, this past weekend, for uh, just pretty much everybody who's subscribed to Disney. Apparently, I heard that if you uh, sign up for their free trial, you don't actually get to see it. You actually have to pay. Oh, that's messed up. It's not messed up. It's good business. Yeah. Yeah, you actually have to pay for a Disney Plus subscription in order to see it, so... Because you know what's going to happen is a lot of people are just going to sign up real quick just to watch Hamilton and be like, cool, peace and out. Here's the thing. It's like, I'm, no, that's not that's not what you're going to do. I'm willing to bet that's going to happen when the uh, the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League hits oh, H- HBO Max, too. 100%. If HBO, if HBO is smart, they will do it to where you can only watch it if you're signed up. Um. Anyway, so... So anyway, the uh, the great thing about this is that those of us who have not seen Hamilton now have the opportunity to do so because we have Disney Plus subscriptions. And so I did. And so he did, and I got to watch the show for the first time. Um, <clears throat> I think what's interesting to note, though, is that this was actually scheduled for a theatrical run mm-hmm. in October next year. Yeah. So October 2021 is when we were supposed to actually have the theatrical release of this movie. So basically what you're trying to say is Hamilton traded places with Fast and Furious 9. Mm, no, because... Ish. Ish. No. Uh, no? Fast and Furious 9 got pushed to next year is what I'm trying In to April. say. And Hamilton... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ish. That's the definition of ish. More so got traded within the Heights if you really want to be specific about it. Yeah, but I'm trying to set up a joke, so... Oh. So, Hamilton got traded with Fast and Furious 9-ish, and so, therefore, instead of getting Fast and Furious 9 this year, we got Hamilton instead. Should have stuck with Fast and Furious 9. I'm waiting for the punchline. That was it. That that was it? Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, not so much as a joke as much as it was like a segue or a hint, uh, like a little hint as to where my opinion of this is going to go. Yeah, so if you want to do the bad before the good, you want to go ahead and give your thoughts and opinions on Hamilton and then I will cheer everybody up on the back end? Ah, sure, we can do that. Uh, I wasn't not a fan. I'm the one and the only person out there who's probably not a fan of this. Now, that being said... I do have to preface the fact that I absolutely love musicals. Uh, Clearly not. Yeah, I guess. No, you don't. You don't like Hamilton. You don't like musicals. No, I like musicals. Uh, you're just not American. Yeah, I guess so. America. Well, if you're going to say that, I was about to kind of like help support my opinion and the fact that like I love. I just recently saw uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Absolutely loved it. Uh, but also, <laughs> not an American musical basically so yeah thanks um i I love filler on the roof gone with the wind all of those fantastic movies um oh oh, i forgot we're not on like Streamyard or whatever so i can't click uh comments to highlight them oh yeah Uh, if we were i would have taken you out of the stream when you made that stupid joke yeah so (laughs) sorry sorry is saying explain yourself robert and saying and just saying you're wrong. Yeah, no, I know. I understand I'm in the minority with this opinion. And I completely, like, I get it. I I understand what this musical was about. It was very well done. It's phenomenal that they took basically American history. Uh, 
and even like if you look at the stage production of yep. it, the stage itself, other than the gigantic lazy Susan in the middle of the stage, the stage is nothing spectacular except for that giant lazy Susan. That was cool. That was a great a great there's, addition to this. There's actually some fun hints and nods into the uh, set design. If you go back, I've watched a couple of videos now since then. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them explaining that the actual set design is made up of, like, there's pieces to it that uh, harken back to those, those days. Like, the wood is made of, like, ships or whatever that that were around during that time. There That's was, cool. There was a lot of, like, nods to, uh, like, people who came in from the sea during that time who, who who came into America with, like, ropes and stuff hanging everywhere and all that kind of stuff. So here's the thing. Like, I like history. I like reading about history, learning about history. I like that. I, like, I'm, I'm familiar with how the creation of this country. Um, with how the creation of With this how country. this country was created for proper grammar people out there. Uh, you know, I was about to say a different word. I don't want to say that word on this channel. Uh, uh yeah. But uh, <laughs> not this year. <laughs> yeah, not right now. Not it's right a now. bad time for that word. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really bad time to be a. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly that one. A little Jojo Rabbit reference for you guys. Yep. Uh, but uh, I I understand the production of it, of how it was made, put together completely. I absolutely love that. Yeah. Like uh, everything put into how this this musical exists mm-hmm. is phenomenal. Just how long it took uh, Lin Manuel Miranda to write the music, yeah, and put it all together. The, the putting the music together was phenomenal. Now I, the, I say that, but that's slightly also kind of like a drawback. One of my drawbacks to it is this was it was an opera, which I'm okay with it being straight operas. Uh, there was no real talking at all, except well, I mean, except for lines here and some there. spoken word rap type of things happen. But uh, for the most part, everything was told within music. Yeah. If you're not able to follow the lyrics and keep up, and especially if you don't know the history yeah. to begin with, if you can't follow the lyrics, you can't keep up. You are completely lost. If you're someone like me that has really bad focusing issues... I definitely disagree, but okay. Well, I mean, again, I know the history. I love musicals. I had a hard time like just keeping, keeping up with it. Even mm-hmm. though I knew what was essentially going on, I was just kind of lost in the, the dialogue of the songs. Yeah. Uh, but again, I also have really bad focusing issues, like really bad... Uh, so part of that I would say is, is to blame. Um, uh, otherwise, again, I, I, I like, I liked it overall. I liked it for what it was. Just wasn't a big fan of the whole story. And I'm wondering if your opinion on it would change with like two things. Uh, one of which I actually kind of want to do myself. A repeat viewing. Yeah, it's a repeat viewing, but uh, a lot of people are saying that if you're not able to follow with the actual words, put on the subtitles. Put on the subtitles and just read read along with it. Or which is a, you're gonna have to read pretty quickly. Yeah. And the other thing that I was thinking is go actually see the show live. Uh so that one, yes. So I, I saw uh for example, I saw Phantom of the Opera live. Yeah. And a lot of that uh that was the fir- my first introduction to Phantom of the Opera was seeing it live. And a lot of that is a lot of 
uh, you know, like your old time Italian classical opera speak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I went into this going, I'm afraid I'm going to be bored to death during this. Nope. Absolutely enjoyed it. Love Phantom of the Opera. The music was good. The story was good. I was able to follow along with the story. Absolutely perfect. Love it. And again, I'm, I'm saying this about the stage show, not the, the movie. The movie was okay. Had a, had a couple of drawbacks to it. but uh, I feel like you and me are going to disagree on musicals a lot. <laughs> I feel like you and me are going to be in this conversation for the rest of our lives. <laughs> um, but... I, I like I, I I agree. Maybe seeing the live stage show in the presence of the show yeah. would be a completely different experience. Uh, I was gonna say that I believe one of the things that might help someone like me in my position listen to the soundtrack first. Listen to it first. Listen to it a couple of times. Get used to it, and hey. then when you watch the show, you're more into it because you know the music. You've caught up on hearing it and hearing what's kind of going on without yeah. being distracted by any sights, and then put in the sites and you can follow it so for example i'm the type of person that if i go to a concert i want to go to a concert of someone i know yeah like i i know i live in what's supposedly the live music capital of the world not this year yeah except for right now yeah (laughs) uh yeah they canceled acl yep fantastic south by uh uh, was it texas rodeo was just canceled today too or not texas rodeo the uh texas state fair was canceled oh that's a bummer uh, so that's a bummer. Um, so I don't like I don't, I, I don't like going to live music of like on the weekends and just listening to any old band. Yeah. That's that's not me. I, I I like my music that I like. I'm mm-hmm. connected to the music that I connect to, and the same thing. Like when I go to these like live music venues, most of the time like they have the volume and everything, the audio so far up, I can't hear what they're saying anyways. I just hear like a lot of the guitar and drum sounds. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just not a big fan of that. I want to go to a concert where I know pretty much all the songs that are going to be singing, yeah. uh, where I like I really do love the artist. Uh, so you get the that, most out of it in that case. Yeah, it might be the same with say Hamilton. I didn't listen to the soundtrack. I didn't know any of the songs. I went into this, and the only thing I knew of was a bunch of people were quoting the "I'm not going to throw away my shot." Yeah, whatever. Uh, had hadn't even heard the song before so yeah no idea about the music went into it completely blind yep so here's the thing is that a lot of people do that but they come out of it going it lived up to the hype so you're you are on the different end of the spectrum and uh i liked what saudi said here in the chat uh talking about uh being able to follow along yeah um she said as a non-american not familiar with u.s history who saw hamilton first in london without listening to the cast recording uh, uh, yeah, she saw she saw Hamilton first in London without listening to the cast recording. Plus, with English not being her first language, she disagrees. Uh, definitely understands where you're coming from, though. And that and that's the thing. I think for some people, uh, their brains are a little bit slower than others. Mm-hmm. And what are you trying to say? <laughs> you're. <a> little, you're <laughs> There's a the bit, point right there. You're exactly got it. I kind of like, like what you do with your mic too. I'm gonna fix mine. Yeah, I like it being up so I don't have to hunch over because it's mm-hmm. a bad posture. Um. Yeah, for 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 those of you, it is gonna take probably a repeat viewing in order to just catch stuff. Here's the thing: like, I this has got to sound so bad on the audio. Maybe <laughs> I was able to catch a little bit more with what's going on. Just did you hurry up? Yeah, WD forty this thing. 
Okay, there you go. You got it. Okay. This one's going to be even louder. <sighs> do, 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 no, do, this is fine. Okay. Um, yeah, so me being able to follow along and keep up with it, even I, you know, I've, I, so I've listened to it, I've now watched it, and I've gone back and watched a couple uh, uh, clips later on of, of songs that I liked the most. <coughs> and even I was, like, catching things after my first viewing of stuff from those songs that I didn't catch before. Uh, so that's going to lead me to actually wanting to do a full repeat viewing, probably with the subtitles on this time, just to see how much more I can I can catch with what's going on. Uh, from an opposite standpoint, which is the great thing about doing our review here now, is that we've already started with you. You, that is super loud, dude. <laughs> like, I already have a hard enough time trying to keep my train of thought going, and you're just throwing me off right now, pouring a drink. <laughs> I wasn't pouring a drink. <laughs> anyway. So... Yeah, we had you. You didn't. You weren't uh, as big a fan of it. You you recognize the artistic value in it. Uh, me, on the other hand, I'm an absolute fan of this musical. I think just everything everything about it is was fascinating to me. Uh, just one, it, it it took U.S. history. It took history, which I know those who don't pay attention to history are doomed to repeat it. Kind of a thing. I'm not a big history buff. I don't care that much about history. Everyone, so if you didn't pay attention to history, you're doomed to repeat it. Who wasn't paying attention to their history class when they talked about the pandemics? Because, shame on you. (laughs) A lot lot of people. Um, (laughs) Anyway, yeah. I always found just like sitting in history just kind of... Yeah. And maybe maybe it's because our textbooks never really told these stories in an exciting way. They just wanted to, here's some information. And that's it. By the way, read this footnote down here. There's more information. Yeah, there's wars and uh, founding fathers and this happened and these people died and these people survived and these states were formed and then Louisiana got purchased somewhere. Whatever. (laughs) Tyler got it. (laughs) That's what I thought it was. Gross. (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to read that comment for the audio listeners. Just go watch the YouTube video. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's how you get them. Yep. (laughs) Got him. Anyway, if you tell them to watch the video, they're not going to leave a good rating on the Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so for me, this was a very unique and interesting way to get me invested and interested in history. Take take what happened in history, put it in a different format, just twist it around and, and do something very different with it. Whether you're doing a stage show like Hamilton or doing like a movie, say like that movie 1776, which was also a musical. A lot more interesting because I had to watch that while I was in school. Yeah, you know who was in that? Feeney! Yeah, I think he was uh, John Adams. Yeah. Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Yeah. Yeah, he was in it. Um, it was a lot more interesting for me than say a normal history class, which is why I'm glad like in school... Uh, we had to watch it because mm-hmm. you wouldn't have watched it on your own. Uh, I probably wouldn't have watched that movie on my own. Maybe now, you know, if I hear good things now and I'm trying to run a movie YouTube channel, I might might check it out. But for the most part, uh, it it isn't it isn't just the normal everyday history stuff that gets me. It's do something interesting and different with it, and I'm hooked and I'm learning. And I think that's one of the reasons why I think Hamilton should actually, at this point, how uh, 
Disney Plus presented it, the actual like recording of the stage production could actually be used in schools, mm-hmm. and would actually be a very unique way of teaching history now, <clears throat> which I think would be would be fascinating. You know, for for students of almost all ages, maybe not in elementary school, but definitely some. Uh, Adult material in there. There was definitely some naughty words still said, and some subject su- suggestive material for uh, maybe not for kids. How do I say no? How do I say no? Um. Anyway, I I loved it though. I think one of the things that really grabbed me about this entire production is one the way it was shot. Uh, normally, you have if you have a stage production, you're you want the vantage point of the audience, in which case it's just a one, the camera is set in one position and that's all you get. This one was specifically shot in a way to reproduce for, you know, a theatrical, an actual theatrical run. They were, they were trying to essentially give you a new perspective on the show, which is why you had uh, various close-ups, fast cuts in different places just to kind of push the emotion of some of certain scenes mm-hmm. and then how the camera was positioned um, say like in the section where they're like reversing time or what have you uh, they moved they moved it around really quickly just to kind of give you the intensity of that uh, close-ups on Aaron Burr's face whenever you know he feels betrayed or uh, a sense of jealousy so basically what you're saying is they didn't throw away any shots <sighs> I will say, uh, I, I didn't get to mention this, but one of my favorite parts of this movie was that they turned uh, cabinet debates into rap battles. Like, okay, y'all need to bring Eminem in this. Right. I want to see, uh, I want to see B Rabbit take this to back to Eight Mile and do a rap battle about how to how we should start listening to France and whatnot, and like. And now presenting Marshall Mathers as Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> Everyone, everyone in 1776, just get up off the seat <laughs> and raise your. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm not a rapper, really. It must be nice to have a podcast that exists without you making those stupid jokes. Actually, I didn't mean for it to go that way, but it must be nice. Um, no, and so I, I use that as actually the segue into into how I thought about the music too. Um, uh, I feel like the music is expertly written. Lin Manuel yeah. Miranda as a as a songwriter and just in creation of the show is a freaking genius so much so that like after i listened to the hamilton album uh a few years ago not even having seen the show i was already down with pretty much anything his name was attached to love moana moana is like one of my absolute favorite uh and just pour the whole dang drink you can't hear it (laughs) and then you don't have to keep pouring it that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, uh, Moana is one of my favorite, uh, probably like top five at least, uh, animated movies. Well, you're welcome. And so stupid. And I'm eagerly awaiting In the Heights. I have like no knowledge of anything about In the Heights other than what I can just click and read real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sad that movie got pushed because uh, I really want to see it just. Again, because Lin-Manuel Miranda's name is attached to it, and pretty much anything his name is attached to now, I'm sold. You're like, the trailer for In the Heights is watching Hamilton on Disney+. Plus, Right. <laughs> At this point, pretty much. Um, that's that's how you do it. But, the, yeah, the music. So, 
couple of my favorite songs from this was was it must be nice uh to have washington on your side i should say that's actually the name of the song washington on your side it must be nice please stop you're way off i just watched it once i mean oh gosh um anyway there's that one uh obviously you gotta you gotta mention uh my shot because that's the that's pretty much the song of the show that's that is the iconic piece from from the musical uh the schuyler sisters their introduction with the uh the work work like that that whole musical number was great had great usage of the uh turntable in that too Mm -hmm. um and just what what was the other one oh (laughs) And then probably one of my favorites, the one that's so catchy has been stuck in my head, was the King George. Anytime King George. Yeah. That almost sounded like our theme song to this video. Enough. No, I can sing that one. No. We have the rights to that one. <laughs> sort of. Anyway. Um, so King George III's music, like Jonathan Groff stole those scenes because he pops out with the crazy eyes going – you're gonna, you're gonna come back to me. You're gonna come back to me. I know it. <laughs> and I'll send the armada to show and you I'll, my love. I'll send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love. Like that's, again, that's fantastic writing right there. The lyrics to that are are so great. And what I love about this, and if you watch a couple other videos on it, it's really fascinating. Is that uh, the whole the whole show obviously has a more hip hop flavor to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it dives into the genres of rap, spoken word, hip. Stop. Hip hop. I'm trying to make a point. Shut up. It dives into those genres, and then all of a sudden you go hard left into that British new wave pop, rock, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, reminds you of like the Beatles or something like Ubladi, that kind of stuff. Da, 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 da. Yeah, exactly. So you have that when uh, when you jump into King George's song, and it's like out of left field and just completely derails from where you were, which is exactly what was necessary for that scene. So I mean that is that is the level of detail that you're looking at here, where, you know they they use music, they use uh, this, this character just to completely like I don't know. It's just really it's just really fascinating the way the way uh, Lin Manuel Miranda kind of weaved it all together. He was uh, he basically was used as like a foil in between scenes just to yeah. kind of help break up like some of like uh, again going He's completely back comedic yeah going back to the fact that again this is based off of like history so yeah uh, even as adults like m- me personally i've i've gained more of a respect for history the older i've gotten like if i was to go back into high school now and take a history class i probably would absolutely love it uh but even still just just force feeding people like all this all the all these facts about history yeah even though if it's done in rap could probably get kind of dull and monotonous so that's thrown in there like the stuff with king george was thrown in there just to kind of help break that up yeah uh but i yeah i agree i think that was done very well and again that's one of that's one of the things i really liked about it yeah and that that kind of leads me into like the other part that i really really enjoy about it and that's just the cast performances the performances from the original cast that we got to see in this everybody nails it perfectly mm-hmm. uh i know there's a lot of people out there who are saying like lynn moe is actually his performance as hamilton is actually the weakest part of the show but the only reason they say that and when they say that is because the entire rest of the cast is just so elevated that even somebody who is 
who is <coughs> doing very well and is great in his own right is is actually less than the rest of the cast in terms of the level of performance. Yeah. So if you're going to jump into that, David Diggs. David Diggs is Jefferson. And, yeah. And his Lafayette, both of them actually. Uh, his Jefferson, though, I love. I loved his Jefferson. That might actually be my favorite character in the entire show. Yeah. Um, David Diggs killed it as Jefferson. Uh, his his performance is he. I mean, he completely just stole the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I loved his uh, interaction with. I believe it was with James Madison. I believe. Yeah. It, I believe. Uh, was he was he playing Madison? I can't even remember now. Wow, just lost it. Uh, Madison or Adams? Uh, he, oh no, I don't think he was playing Adams. <laughs> oh man, we promise we actually did watch Hamilton. Um. Anyway. Yeah, I can't remember who he's playing. The interactions between those characters, especially during the, uh, the. Washington on your side, and then later on having Hamilton on your side, yeah, is I thought was fantastic. When they're trying to vote between, uh, basically, when they're trying to get Hamilton on the, uh, uh, their side instead of going with yeah, Aaron, was, Aaron Burr. That was right. It was James Madison. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, though their performances together, I thought really worked well. I mean, they were both present in the rap battle also, but the other two and. You can kind of chime in on, on some of these, too. Is, uh, the other two highlights were Leslie Odom Jr. as Aaron Burr. But almost anything Leslie Odom Jr. does, he like the, theatrically, uh, when he does uh, theater what, performances. What other shows has he been in? Oh, crap. I can't remember. I, was, oh, I, thought, I thought you were <laughs> Way to call me out on no, that one. That's not what I was, oh, Shut up. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were mentioning that because like he was in Rent or something. Someone's getting a swirly later. Whatever. <laughs> <clears throat> no, but he has he, he is popular for doing other theatrical performances as well. Uh just his level of commitment was, to a lot of these roles. If I remember correctly, he was the one um oh crap. What Where was the it? cine fanatics, not the stage of fanatics. I know, but I'm I'm trying to recall a uh, a commercial. I can't remember if it was a Coca-Cola or a We're going to commercials. Or a McDonald's commercial. Advertise the fanatics. Oh, it was one of those two yeah. where he, he was sitting like on a stool and he was doing the, I think it was like, I'm loving it, oh, but okay. he would turn it into that'd, a full on song. That'd be McDonald's. Well, if it was McDonald's, yeah. that's what he was singing. Definitely. Anyway. I can't, I can't remember if it was that or he was doing like Coca-Cola's jingle or whatever. Sure. One of those two, but that was where I knew of him first. And I mean, even just something as simple as a McDonald's or a Coca-Cola commercial, that guy has like that that range. The voice that he had in that was fantastic. He, uh, yeah. I mean, you look at the level of commitment he he gives to the uh, character of Burr, sir, and he uh, really. You can see like, especially, and this again goes back to what I liked about doing the close-ups is just the pain in his face as he's feeling betrayed and attacked, essentially by Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean I don't stand for anything kind of kind of stuff? And it's like, just, you, you see, you see the, uh, their friendship and then you, you watch it fall apart by the end of, by the end of it. And it's like, you can see, he just really plays it to a T, just the, the decline in his, I guess, mental stability in this case, um, when, when talking about Alexander Hamilton. Uh, the other one I wanted to bring up was uh, Christopher Jackson, George Washington. George Washington. Yeah, he 
that was a commanding performance, which, which is, makes sense. It's absolutely <laughs> vital to have for the yeah. for the role of George Washington. Uh, he he. I want, brought it. <laughs> yeah, I want, how do I phrase it? He filled in the boots of Washington very nicely. He, yeah, I mean, just he was a commanding performer. Yeah. Every time he was on stage, all eyes were on him. And I just, I'm, I was completely fascinated with his performance as George Washington because of that. He's he, probably one of the ones, like. He's uh, very likable. Yeah. Uh, so like one of the things with this is, uh, there were like a lot of, a lot of minority performers in this. The majority of the cast is non-white. Like black, Hispanic. Yeah. Um, and including, including him. Mm -hmm. He was one of the few ones though, uh, that like his performance alone, how he commanded the stage, his presence, you could picture, and it's not that I, like I see a person who's a, a minority, and I'm trying to picture a white guy. Not at all. You could picture George Washington essentially doing what he's doing, the yeah. way he sounds, the way he talks, his presence, the way he carries himself. You could picture, based off of what you've seen of George Washington, you could see George Washington in him. Yeah, and that. That was that's what was really great about his performance on that. Yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like he he absolutely was George Washington. What I really like, and I didn't even I didn't even notice this until again I was watching like extra content on on Hamilton. Is there's a part towards the end again? If you haven't seen or listened, you know we I am we are going into some of the spoilers of history here, <clears throat> or specifically of the show. Towards the end there, when uh, they were singing that Eliza was was going to tell Hamilton's story um that final song and you see her talking about uh the strides that they have made in uh ending slavery mhm and it is it is well known that George Washington did own slaves he he did have slaves um <clears throat> But the, the way <laughs> what, what do you find out what Thomas Jefferson did? <laughs> same, same. <laughs> a lot more than that. <laughs> well, so in that scene specifically, though, you see her singing that. But the camera, the way the camera was positioned in the actual uh, Disney Plus, the one that we saw, yeah, you could see him in the background. He was, you know, feeling feeling the vibes of the scene. But then he looks up, and he has this just distraught, sad look on his face. And then you see him do do this. He goes, like I shouldn't have done that. Yeah, like he's he's aware of his responsibility and the fact that he uh, he was a slave owner and how distraught that makes. That's him. cool. And I was like, whoa! I didn't even catch that. And that is just a little sliver of some of the things that you can catch if you go back and like rewatch or you listen to some of this extra content. Okay, so I gotta listen to the soundtrack a couple of times. Yeah. And then I'll go back and watch it. Absolutely. So uh, that that's some of the stuff that like really like really fascinates me with with how just the entire show the, the entire production uh, was brought together. It's you know it, if we were to look at this if we were to like to actually like give it ratings in terms of when we rate it at this point I would say <laughs> I forgot we used to rate movies. Well, yeah, that's back when we, we did, used to rate movies and back when we did review. movie reviews. Um, <laughs> Which will come back again at some point, I'm sure. Someday, maybe. Um, 
I would say like rating it based on the actual like theatrical, not not the actual stage production, but the how it was presented. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was supposed to be a movie theater run, a theatrical run in the theaters, because um, that's where theatrical runs are. And sense sure. I think I think go bi- going based off of that, uh, I would definitely like. I mean, we're what are we? We're doing it out of. What, when, what were we rating? I didn't out know of? we were actually going to do a full on rating of this movie. It's during a review. This. We're doing a review. Oh, Come on now. okay. Um, were we doing it out of. Did we move up to 10 or. I think we moved up to 10. I think we moved up to 10. Yeah, we're going to do it out of 10 because it's been forever since we've done a movie. What was the last one? Bloodshot? Good lord. Bloodshot. Wow. Oof. Big oof. That's a yikes for me, dog. Um, Let's be honest, though. We saved a lot of money by not going to the movie theater. So these are new sure. microphones. Yeah. <laughs> pa- Patreon, streamlabs. Uh, anyway, uh, I would say like just the way it was produced and how it was presented. Because the thing is, the other thing I liked about it also is that there was the audience there. They they gave you the bow at the end. They gave you like the introduction with King George talking about silencing your cell phones. Mm-hmm. They gave you the full the full production. Plus they added in those the actual like cinema quality angles and shots and stuff that you don't normally get uh i would give this a solid eight and a half out of ten dang it the thing is is i like the production of it it's just yeah i just wasn't a fan of like i guess the story it just didn't strike your chord or whatever the thing is i think this really is something that once you revisit you can actually come back and probably your score will go up very likely because there's been there's been a huge huge amount of movies the first time I watched them, I just I was like, eh, couldn't stand it. Yeah. And then I came back to it. I was like, okay, I like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I know the one off the top of my head that I was like that for me was Big Lebowski. Just could not, uh, just uh, couldn't stand that movie. The first time I watched, it, I was like, I don't get what this is. And then I, I don't know if I watched it drunk or yeah. in any other kind of inebriated. <laughs> uh, at some point, I watched it. I was like, whoa. <laughs> The other one that I have a hard time is the uh, Fear and Loathing. I can't make it through that movie. And that's probably one I definitely need to be some form of inebriated on. Well, that's that's kind of where I was with La Land, though. Because the first time I saw La Land, I, was, I, I felt a little disappointed in it. I still feel disappointed in it. Yeah, but the second time I saw it, I absolutely fell in love with that movie. And now I'd, I literally claim it as my favorite movie. And now you could potentially be a Schmodown champion of right? La La Land. <laughs> um, I've done well in one quiz on it so far, so... Yeah, um, I don't, that's the thing. Like, if if I was to give a number to it, the problem with my number is if if and when I do revisit this, it's gonna be probably different, and I'll probably have a a, a different perspective your, on it. Your issue at this point, though, is gonna be more with like just the general theatrical stage production of it rather than how the movie was presented. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'll probably go. I'll probably go like say a five. I'll keep it nice and neutral. A solid ex- five with room to grow. I expect that to grow if if and when I ever revisit this. I know if you look at my uh, here's the thing. Spoilers. If you had looked at my uh, letterbox account, I rated this pretty low. I think I went like two and a half stars, and that was just based purely off of like acknowledging how good the music was written and acknowledging the production value put into it and. The acting and stuff. That's cutthroat, man. <laughs> I know. That's a little too Especially cutthroat. when 
Uh, uh, here's the you thing. can dislike it, but it does not deserve that. <laughs> when you look at Letterbox, when you pull up when you pull up a specific movie on Letterbox, That's it shows it, it shows you yeah one it's out of five stars. That uh, but it it also shows you where how most people have voted on it. Like yeah. where's the voting in like a bar graph or whatever. And I'm seeing like all of the bar is at like four, four and a half, five, and yeah. I'm like. Crap. <laughs> I done did missed something about this one. Well, you know what? Maybe I'm the broken one here. <laughs> oh, I've been saying that for how old are you now? Oh, shut up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, We're trying to keep from cussing on this channel. Yeah, I very much enjoyed, <laughs> I very much enjoyed Hamilton. He uh, will enjoy Hamilton at some point. Maybe. We'll, we'll adopt you into the cult later. Um, it's is available on Disney Plus right now. If you for some reason haven't heard, you're living under a rock of some sort. <laughs> the, the bird, bird, bird. The, the bird, bird is the word. Yeah. I said the bird, bird, bird. Hamilton is the word. Uh, hop on Disney Plus. Give it a give it a watch. Make it make it the next thing on your list to check out because it's definitely it is definitely worth a viewing or a few. Please watch it and then let me know if you're in like the pool with me. That like ah, that pool is very shallow. It is. In the shallow, shallow. Stop. This became a very Can musical you, episode, you know. Not every word Which that makes comes out sense. of one of our mouths needs to be turned into a song. You know, that would actually be pretty, pretty funny. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> we should do that one It night. would be awful, and we would get a zero rating on Apple Podcasts. <laughs> we are available on podcasts now, by the way, if you My haven't God. heard. Uh, I did spend <laughs> this entire last weekend uploading every single prior episode of this show onto podcast. Uh, this is the first one where we're officially mentioning it, so give us a rate and review on the uh, Apple Podcasts. We will probably be uh, dropping some sponsor re- read-alongs or whatever I called them before uh, on the on this channel as soon as I figure out how sponsorship deals work with podcasts. And I cleaned my room this past week, so make sure you drop a thumbs up on this video. Drop a thumbs up. Yeah, give it a, li- <laughs> give it a like give for it a like. for him uh, giving getting off his butt and actually doing something. We got we got seven people watching right now on eleven thumbs up. So make sure you hit that thumbs up if you haven't. <laughs> uh, so Saudi says Hamilton is an onion. That's all she'll say. Layers are endless. Tyler says, but cakes have layers too. I feel like we're just quoting Shrek at this point. <laughs> that, that is true. I believe ogres are like parfaits. Parfaits. <laughs> parfaits have layers. Parfaits have layers. Everybody likes parfaits. Yeah. And in the morning, I'm making waffles. <laughs> right. So that's our review of Hamilton. We're actually going to be getting into some of the Schmodown talk now. So if you guys, after Schmodown talk, if you have any questions, anything you want to ask us, you want to ask us something about Hamilton, kind of a different perspective we didn't get a, get across in our review here, or you want to ask us some more about like some Jason Momoa's Frosty, ridiculous, or uh, my snowman, or anything about the uh, Schmodown talk that we're about to get into. Streamlabs. We would very much welcome it as a Streamlab. Just drop it in there, however much you want to drop in. It's perfectly fine with us. But uh, we're uh, we did get these new microphones. They do they did cost a pretty penny, so we're trying to uh, recuperate some of those funds. <laughs> they did not cost any ugly pennies. They only costed pretty pennies. Only pretty pennies, and there's very few of those in production. Apparently, there's a coin shortage, and yeah. I didn't even know what this is. Yeah. This is not made like headlines like USA Today or CNN. No, or I only anything. saw the sign at the grocery store saying, "Please pay with your card." There's a coin so- shortage. I'm like, "Why is there a coin shortage? Who's who's like, like first it was the paper towel, toilet paper. Now it's the coins. Why are we hoarding coins?" I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, leave so a question up at Streamlabs, and we'll get to it after the schmodown. So those darn coin star machines. I guarantee it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. You should you should go to my bank. We uh we do it. They do, they do it for free at my bank. Oh, anyway. nice. Anyway, so let's get into that schmodown talk. What is so so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna break down the matches that happened this last week. Kind of preview our thoughts on uh the finals for the Star Wars match coming up this week, and then a couple of the announcements that... Well, let's start with the inner Shmo- A couple of the <laughs> announcements that Schmodown creator Christian Harloff dropped today. Why did you interrupt me? I don't know. Jeez. Felt like it. Let's start with inner geekdom. It's the way we talk. Let's start <laughs> with inner geekdom. Uh, so, <laughs> at the beginning of last week, we have been blessed with the Greg Alba versus Mike Kalinowski. Ooh. Love Greg Alba, fellow YouTuber. Mm-hmm. Over, o- over al- almost exactly our peer right there. Uh, give, give, or, give, or, give or take a, a lot of things. Um, but Kalinowski definitely had a good showing uh, given his return back to IG. Yeah. Could have been a little bit better. <laughs> and that and see that that's the biggest thing is now we're looking at a Kalinowski that hasn't played in Inner Geekdom for about half a year. Yeah. Last time he played is spectacular when he lost the belt to uh Smets. Smets which that was a very unfortunate showing for him. Mm-hmm. And he I mean, he's even said like he just wasn't on the game that day. And uh, it happens. Yeah, it, it does happen. I mean that this is this is just the way the Schmodagon works sometimes. But you look at you look at him coming back. Here's the thing: he was he was the hev- heavy favored to win that match because you know you got Greg Alba who already played one match in Inner Geekdom, but this was still his his essential debut into the Inner Geekdom. Yeah, and so he took Kalinowski pretty much to that five point question, which you make the arguments whether or not Kalinowski should have been taken to the five-point question by Greg Alba, but I would make the argument that Greg Alba just had a really good showing. He had a really good showing, and Kalinowski missed a couple of the questions that he probably otherwise uh, would have gotten right if he hadn't had such a long gap in playing in the inner geekdom. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, and uh, something I like pointing out, because I, I, I'm constantly hearing differing opinions. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are saying, like, a win is a win. It doesn't matter if you win by one point or if you win by 20. You win. Sure. I think the thing is, especially when you're playing a game that's based off of knowledge and a little bit of strategy, yes, that when when you're able to take a, a game like this where we thought we almost thought it was going to be kind of like a blowout, just that Kalinowski is typically that good at IG. That when you take something like this and you get a person who, like in Greg Alba's point, he was able to take Kalinowski essentially to the distance, given Rocky speech. That's not an inner geekdom. That's boxing. That's whatever. Not a it's a movie. it's a boxing term overall. But Ro- Rocky is where pretty much everyone like, oh, okay, that's what the distance means. Yeah. Um, taking someone that far. That has to be, that's fantastic. Like, that has to be just about as respected as the fact that the person, that the other person won. Yeah, so Alba didn't win that, but look yeah. how far he got on that. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, I know, like, the, the, probably the only big one I've really heard the Schmodown make reference to is 
uh, Rachel Silverstrini went the distance with John Roca. And that's one where, like, dude, yeah. like, uh, Rachel Silverstrini, had, had this year gone exactly how it was supposed to go, I, I, and it still could, that we got the singles championship coming up. And she is in that. And she is confirmed to be in that. In the tournament, yeah. Uh, and rightly so. Uh, should should this still go that direction, she has the ability to compete on par with people like Roka, Riley, Merle. Yeah. She uh, could potentially get up that high. This is supposed to be her year. Yeah. Before pandemic and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, going that far when technically, by all odds, you're not supposed to. Yeah. That is – you. Well, I, I feel like you might as well have just won the game yourself. The other strong one was uh, while Smets was making his run to the belt for Intergeetum, uh, he did face Chandru. And Chandru took him – right like he absolutely had to answer the question otherwise he would have lost and it was like stress the stressful got to make sure you answer the right question there and so like chandru has already gone the distance with smets mm-hmm. uh, we'll talk more about chandru versus smets here in a little bit but you know that these matches are what really are just the best in schmodown it's it's not so much the did everybody in the match throw a perfect game those are good too in their own right but it's it's the one where it comes down to this person has to answer their last question and you don't know, let's say they answer it. Do they answer it right? Do they answer it wrong? Is it a question that we don't, we, the audience don't necessarily know. And so it's one of those, like, that's what I think makes the great games. It's because you're, you're left guessing and you're a winner. We have no idea. Yeah. And in that moment, unless you watch Harry Potter, then you probably know. Right. In that moment, and your winner could have been Greg Alba, and for Greg Alba to win over Mike Kalinowski... Would have been awesome. Would have been incredibly great television. Yeah. Alas, the thing with the Schmodown is that nothing in terms of actual competition and gameplay is scripted, so a situation like that's not necessarily going to happen unless... <laughs> I can attest to that. Unless you are, your names are Dan Merle and Andrew Guy. Um, <laughs> in which case... Uh, then the unthinkable does happen. Yeah. Um, what other intergeekdom happened this week? So we got uh, Robert Parker uh, versus Ben Goddard. It's another one of those that we kind of went into this like, okay, yeah, we know who's going to win. Um, and again, for all intents and purposes, I would love to see Robert Parker versus Kalinowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, because just based off of these two matches that we've gotten this week, I would say Robert Parker's probably got the edge. And it's probably not even an edge. It's probably an entire freaking cliff at this point. <laughs> like, um, a whole coastline. A whole coastline there. <laughs> Let's just call it the California coastline there. Uh, but again, kind of the same thing. Goddard actually did pretty decent. He was able to steal a question from Robert Parker. There was a question that Robert Parker did not know. Guarantee. Mm-hmm. That Robert Parker's watching the 1966 Batman movie. You're talking about Rocky, and that's where the quote, the Russian bleeds, yeah, is coming from here. And that that was kind of the the deal that they had in that match is the Russian blood. And Penguins had his purple. And Penguins had his purple. Um, kaha. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to dive into that, that was that was silly, but I understand the frustration that Goddard had at that point. 
just because you're sitting there, you're in your head, you're trying to think of every single thing you could do to pull that answer. Because you know what happens if you beat Parker, and Parker has been like the most hyped rookie coming into yeah. the season. Uh, for I, I understand for Ben Goddard, that was a very clutch game for him. Yeah. Uh, you want to have full attention going on. Um, now, I wouldn't say like during the the one the one game I played when it when I was trying to think of answers and stuff, I wasn't really I wasn't fully paying attention to what. Uh, Mark and uh, Clark, Mark and Clark were saying at at the desk during that. Uh, when and I, I believe you do it too. That when we're trying to answer questions, you're trying to pull from different angles to arrive at that question. I know when I do uh, processes of elimination, sometimes kind of. But like when uh, when I get a question of like who played such and sh- such and such I can't say that say. Uh, who plays such and such in this movie I'll know who it is I can think of the I, I can see the person's face I yeah. just can't pull the name sometimes so what my brain starts doing is I start thinking of other movies that person was in and I'm trying to picture like are any of these movies more known for that person's name being attached to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like say who plays John Spartan in Demolition Man? If I couldn't pull Stallone, I'm probably I'm almost guarantee I, I'm pulling like trying to think of Rocky and Rambo. I know it's Stallone. I just for some reason I might not be able to pull his name. It's easy to see an actor's face while you not necessarily are able to pull their name. Yeah, and yeah. so that uh, like I see that I'm like okay. I also know that he was in Rocky and the Rambo movies. Yep. Rocky Rambo. Who was it? Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. Got it. Yep. Yeah, and that's uh, that's one of the things I do when trying to recall it. If you're sitting there making like bird call sounds or whatever, that's very disruptive to a, a person's potential like brainwave oh. length trying <laughs> to think of answers. Especially if you're like you're in Goddard's position or you're in like other competitors' positions, which at that point, you know, Ellis is pretty much always at the desk, so you're you're used to the normal banter that Ellis gives, which is typically just regular jokes. Yeah, you're not you're not expecting a loud. <laughs> To, to, <laughs> Never so, am. So that's complete. <laughs> so at that point, yeah, that is that is completely distracting. So I, so yeah, I mean, you do understand why why in that moment Goddard was a little frustrated. Now, you you look at him since then. It's it, he's rolling with the jokes, and all of the jokes so far have been pretty funny. And he's he's rolling with every single one of them. He 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 just doesn't care anymore. He, he's he's cool with it. Uh, like I'm watching Essie in live, and people are sending in the schmobots going ka ka, and he's oh, like, "It's good one, people. guys. It's hilarious, <laughs> and it's pretty good. He's he's being a very good sport about it, but uh, you do have to give him credit in that moment. It's it is it is kind of distracting when he's trying to pull it in such a clutch game where if he wins, he's the guy that dethrones the rookie sensation that everyone's been so hyped about. Yeah. That being said, the rookie sensation that everyone's so hyped about is the one who won the match. Yeah. So uh, you you have you have Kaiser you know on in the dungeon who is still looking pretty good, you know having the fore, foresight to essentially pick up uh, Robert Parker it was what his second pick in the whole draft. Obviously, Something he had picked like that. Smets first, but that's a uh, it's insane. But I mean, look at the situation. You know, I. I don't know if he had the thought like, hey, if there just happens to be an inner geekdom tournament, uh, we're going to run the table here. But, I mean, 
that is that is the situation you have. Of course, you know, if you have a belted champion in a division, you want other people who can fill in the spots for like tournaments and regular gameplay, just so your faction can earn the points while your belted champion waits for their match. Um, but yeah, you look at this match. Uh, it was supposed to be Goddard that lost. Parker was supposed to win. That is what everyone was saying going into it, which was funny because at that point Goddard had not had a loss on his record in any main main division play. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you look you look at the way Robert Parker's played. You know, you look at how he's played in say the Lord of the Rings exhibition, how he played in his first match, how he's played in the fan leagues, and he is he was the favored there. Um, but the fact that Ben was behind so much and then in that third round, no, you have to beat me in order to win. You don't get to just TKO me or KO me. You yeah. actually have to answer questions in order to beat me here. That, I think, is is a, is a great showing when you're up against the ropes. Yeah. So that's that was definitely a, a good match for sure. But... Uh, and then we had the Star Wars match. Laura, good matches. Laura Kelly <laughs> uh, versus Ace Cabrera. Andres Ace Cabrera. Now, this one we obviously touched a little bit more on in our actual reaction to it. I mean, we do reactions to everything, but we did the actual like live stream reaction of it because it's on Twitch. And we will be doing a live stream reaction to the Schmodown Star Wars. I guess it's the finale. The finals. Yeah. The final tomorrow night. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be good. We'll probably talk more about that here in a little bit. Uh, at this moment, it's going to be at nine thirty Central Time, so that's yes. I believe when we're going to be going live tomorrow with the our reaction to the finals. Um, the big story here on this one, though, is that once again you have Andres Cabrera, you have Ace, who's been rising up the ranks in the Star Wars division, coming from a place where one he was a play-in match, so he wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> uh, two, he, uh, it, w- it wasn't even certain that he was actually going to be doing Star Wars for Swag. The Swag needed a Star Wars player, and he, I, it's kind of like, uh, from what it sounded like, like behind the scenes, he's probably, he was probably game from the start, but what it, what it appeared to be from the outside was a begrudging, yeah, I guess I'll be the Star Wars <laughs> it's guy. It's like Randy Quaid in, uh, Independence Day. Yeah, I pilot. Yeah, I ain't Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll do it. I'll pilot. I'll do it. <laughs> um, that's what it seemed like from the outside. Which now, is turning out to be him being Andy Quaid or Randy Quaid at the end of that. Andy Quaid. Andy Quaid. Randy Quaid at the end of that because he keeps <laughs> winning all these and he's like, you know what? Up yours. Andy Quaid was a quiet man. Not really. He, <laughs> he finally yeah. was able to escape when he flew up that alien spaceship. And that alien bunghole. <laughs> He said, get busy living or get busy. Boys, I'm, I'm back. back. <laughs> that was a really stupid tangent we just went on. Um, but I'm proud of it. Be proud of better things. <laughs> anyway. Y'all just witnessed the height of this channel. Uh, why do we have a channel? Um, anyway. This one was great, though. And, you know, there's only so much time we could spend on it again because we, we talked about it in a reaction. Because we got other things to talk about. We got other things to talk about, too. Uh, Laura Kelly... Missed one question. Jeez. She ate, and, and that's the thing when it comes down to it, because she was the one that people were favoring going into that match. Because she's, she's already played. Because she's already Alex played Alex Damon. Damon. Yeah, exactly. And I don't think it's, I don't, the Swag and Ace uh, keep saying that, you know, people are doubting me. People are, are 
you know, are, are sleeping on them, whatever, what have you. But the thing of it is, is that I don't know, because you look at how stacked the competition is in the Star Wars division. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's so much that people are like doubting Ace as much as people are just expecting the ones who are heavily favored to be the ones to win. Well, the better way of saying that is like, I'm not sleeping on Ace. I don't know who he is. Look at everyone else, pretty much for the most part, who was in who's in the Star Wars tournament. Yeah, we 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 know them. We've seen them compete before. We knew where they came from. We know what they know. Given that he was a rookie this year, but I mean, so was Sean Sullivan. So that was kind of the same the same standpoint with Sean is that the general audience didn't know who who he was before his match with Adam. I was like, I'm not sleeping on anyone. I'm going like I'm making right essentially right decisions in going with who I know and knowing what they know. You're, you're doing one of those, well, here's where technically the smart money is. Now, the thing about playing the odds is that you can put the smart money where you think the smart money should be. That doesn't mean in the schmodown that your smart money is actually going to end up being smart. And I'm completely okay with that because that's what, again, makes great TV. Yeah, what it what that ends up having is you end up having the Cinderella story of Ace beating Laura, Cl- Laura Clark. That's not right. Laura Kelly. Who's Laura Clark? Laura Clark is somebody uh, that I that I knew as a friend from back in. I thought you were mixing like Laura Kelly and Clark Wolf. She's the one that likes yeah. the scary Star Wars movies. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that that there, there's that. Uh, that's a Laura I just happened to know back oh. in the day. Um. Anyway, Laura Kelly is. She just got a free shout out too. Something like that. <laughs> She'll never watch this. Um. Laura Kelly was supposed to win that match, though. I mean, you have you had her like you see like the uh, promos that she's been putting out. I'm again. I, I feel like I've said this before. I'm starting to believe that she's actually the one that taught Shannon how to do promos at this point. Almost. That's the way it feels. Like she is just a natural at these heel promos. But man, did Ace come in and just get the job done? And that's the thing. That's why people were betting on Kelly is because they and they said it. Ace had to throw a perfect game in order to beat her. Yeah. So that leads us to what do we expect is going to happen in these finals tomorrow? Where you have Demolanta, who threw a perfect game and had great strategy against Scrimshaw. And now you have Ace, who threw a perfect game against Laura Kelly. And when he had to answer that five-pointer, that ridiculous, like, what is the uh, what is the code or whatever for the 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 vehicle when they were on Canto Bite or whatever the parking violation. Oh yeah, up up down down left right A B start. Yeah, he he just threw out the Konami code just like that. Uh, <laughs> that no. wasn't the real one. I forgot it. <laughs> but they they talk about this. But you you go back in the match and you look at his face when uh, when Christian asked that question and he was like, oh yeah, it's this. No hesitation. And then before Christian said Andrew winner, he was like, got it. I win. Nailed it. And Christian's like. And your winner's ace. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and he's like, drip, drip, swag. Got it. Which is pretty close to the uh, uh, Smets doing the whole, like, dwelling, give me Kalinowski, and then just storming yeah. off stage. You're like, all right, well, I guess Smets won. <laughs> I believe Dwellin is the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard Christian say it yet, but I believe Dwellin is the answer. I'm hey, sold. Here's the thing. I would like to have that kind of confidence in, like, anything I do in life. Like, I just feel like I would feel so good. And Now, here's the thing. Side note real quick. I'm good at sleeping. For me, having gone back and watched the Hobbit movies, mm-hmm. I hear that question. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Dwalin. Uh-huh. The question is, which one of the dwarves showed up to Bilbo's house first? It was Dwalin. 
having gone back and watched the uh, Hobbit movies, very easy. <laughs> so, it's easy to know that. So you're watching it, and uh, like the Bilbo's at home, and all of a sudden you hear a not not knock and like open the door and it's Dwall and you're it's like Dwallin. cool give me Kalinowski yeah essentially <laughs> like every time that door opens and you see Dwall and you're like ah Kalinowski's coming which <laughs> I mean <laughs> Hector I believe had that question first and then Smet stole it from him and won the game yeah so that's a uh, I don't know if that means Hector just didn't watch the first Hobbit movie I don't know I don't I, know what it that's means that's fine I haven't watched the first Hobbit movie it's true I mean there are just some movies that you just miss. Or just have chosen just not to chosen, watch yet. Chosen not to see yet. Yeah, that's fine. But, I mean, th- that's that's kind of the situation that we're looking at. I mean, now, you know, you're looking at next week. You, you have Ace versus Andrew DeMolanta. And I honestly have no idea how that match is going to come out. We will talk more about this tomorrow night when we do our live well, reaction, 9.30 p.m. Central Time. But for now, who do you, who do you think is going to win that one? No freaking clue. <laughs> Two guys who both perform well. Uh, I, I want to give the edge to Demonto because I think that his anger is going to push him a little bit further than uh, what Ace has been using to win, which is people's doubt. Apparently, according to Winston, uh, since we've been sleeping on Ace this whole time, we're not allowed to choose him. We have to go for Demolanta. They don't so, want us. So yeah, they don't want us, which, I mean, I understand that point it's, of view. And here's the thing. It, it's fair. Honestly, I was going to pick Demolanta in this match anyway. Even <laughs> even with Booyah. even if it was Laura <laughs> Kelly, I was going to pick Demolanta. I just picked Demolanta to win the whole tournament at this mm-hmm. point. Um, <laughs> Who's dripping now? So dumb. Here's the thing. <laughs> I love a Winston and very much respect a Winston. So in this regard... We'll respect his wishes and choose Demolanta and not, and not his guy. <laughs> Thanks, Winston. We were going to do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not to say that there's not a world where Ace doesn't win this match tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. I think it's a very strong possibility. And here's the thing. I I still would love it. And it would still be fantastic TV because, I mean, you're looking at a situation where somebody who's a play-in match who, again, wasn't supposed to be here today is the one who's going to face Alex Damon at Spectacular. So is this what? how is this how real sports work? That like you try rooting for essentially your team, yeah. and if they don't win, you're like, you know, I'm still well, okay with this. Is that how it really works in sports? No. Or are you like really throwing a fit if the person or team that you're going for doesn't win? That's how it works in the Schmodown when you just love everybody who competes in the Schmodown. Well, that's not fair. That's you nice. need you need to pick a point. You can't be deci- divisive on it like that. That's not right. Well, I mean, you have the who do you think is going to win. You have the who do you want to win. I think and want Demolanta to win, but there is there is still a part of me that says Ace's story, if he if he beats Demolanta, is a great story, and there's room for saying, yeah, Ace, Ace could win and should win. All right, you people pleaser. What else is happening in the world of Schmodown? So that's... That's the final. It's going to be up on Schmodown's Twitch tomorrow. Watch it live and then come back and hang out with us later that night to watch our reaction to it. I expect it to be a really good match, and I expect a lot of people to want to see other people's reactions to it. <laughs> so if you're not there, we hold each and every single person on this planet responsible. Anyway. Uh, so moving on, last few things in the Schmodown news. Again, guys, if you have any questions, uh, drop it in the chat. Drop it in the Streamlabs. Let us know. Because we are about done. Because we are about to wrap it up here. This weird, weird show that we've had tonight. Um, mm. So Christian just dropped uh, a lot of the 
upcoming pay-per-view matches that are are going to be going down uh, prior to the singles tournament starting. We're about to get some good stuff post Star Wars tournament and at, towards the end of the uh, Inner Geekdom tournament here. Uh, some of these are not confirmed yet, so I mean, some of these dates could change. Uh, how how they're presented, whatever, could change up until when they happen, I guess. But uh, today he said July on July 31st, the uh, main event of that is going to be that Roca versus Irwin. Which I believe, I believe that one is a number one contender uh, to face Dan with the belt. So that one's gonna be that one's gonna happen as a pay per view, and I believe that one's the main event. While the uh, undercard is our first teams match back with teams again, given the pandemic rise and everything, which is which is impressive. I'm glad that they're able to pull teams in, but we're gonna have uh, final exam versus deep thirteen as the undercard, which. In any other world, that would be a main event because you look how well those two teams have played already with like what one or I think they both had like one match already. Wasn't Deep Thirteen the one that supposedly had like that whole like end of the world? Yeah, that we thing uh, that we did in our reaction. Hmm, I wonder if that's gonna come back to play when we do a reaction to that. Hmm, maybe. Yeah. I feel like it might be a little tone deaf at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's some funny things we could potentially do with that since we set that up already. That's definitely true. Uh, D13 is the reason why everyone is dealing with the virus right now. <laughs> anyway, that's not true. Well, you have fun, like, facing Whitney after that one. He'll go, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, pretty much. Anyway, uh, following that, August 7th, <coughs> the uh, undercard for that one is going to be the Pride versus the winner of Deep 13 versus Final Exam. So you, that's where you get the Rachel Silvestrini and Ben Goddard duo again facing down either uh, Whitney and Alonzo or Paul and Lon. Interesting. So that that also it's going to be a great match because I mean once again you're looking at the Den who's who we all thought their A team was going to be uh, Tom and Paul, but it turns out that it's actually Ben and Rachel. Yeah. And Tom and Paul have kind of slipped to that B position at this point. So that's fascinating. Uh, the main event of that one, we're finally going to get that title match between Smets and Chandra. Yes. That's been a long time coming because, again, you're looking at a situation where Smets hasn't played since Spectacular. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chandra hasn't played since earlier this year. So, you know, this, is Smets going to face a ring rust of sorts, having not played for over half a year now? Don't know. I mean, it, it, it didn't really affect Kalinowski, maybe to some degree, but he still won his match. And we know Smets is a top-tier player. We also know Smets is really good at studying. And, and like, you know he's been keeping up while in quarantine. Oh, so. a- yeah, absolutely. So, so I mean, that's that's it's going to be a good match. I think it's it's going to come down to it again. I mean, you look at you looked at the fact that Chandru almost beat Smets before. Now, Smets has definitely done a lot more studying since then, and I believe so has Chandru. So I think it's going to be another one where it just comes down to maybe the last question again. And we'll, we'll just have to see. I I think Smets defends. We all expect him to defend. a lot. I think a lot of people expect him to defend. But Chandru, Chandru at this point has proved himself formidable. So yep. we will see what happens there. Uh, August 14th, you have the undercard is going to be Shazam versus... Pride or Final Exam or Deep Thirteen, whoever ends up winning those three matches. So, again, you got Bibiani and the kid coming back, Brendan Meyer coming back to uh, face. Any, 
it's just nonstop great matches and teams, and we haven't even gotten into a. Uh, I, I don't even. I don't even believe this is getting in. No, it's not. It's not even getting into a teams. Uh, a teams tournament yet. So this is this is the way our teams matches are looking prior to a team tournament. <laughs> I don't want to be in a team tournament. I don't want to be in a team <laughs> tournament right now. Can, can can we wait and not play until next year? <laughs> That'd be swell for us. <laughs> for us, at least. <laughs> we shall see. Um, Although, I mean, we're in Texas. This is a good time to take advantage of the fact that we have to be playing virtually anyways. Yeah. And also the fact that we're both in the same apartment. Hey, probably not going to happen. Moving yeah. on. <laughs> uh, the main oh, shucks. Oh, shucks. It's fine. Uh, there's a lot of people who need to get matches right now. So yeah. that is the way it is. Most definitely. I want to see this like return back to like a normal year. To whatever degree. Yeah. Uh, main event of that of that August fourteenth is going to be the title match between Dan and Roca or Irwin, whoever wins that number one contendership. So, I mean, either one of those is again. I mean, you're looking at live event quality matches here mm-hmm. that we're going to be getting on in a throwdown esque pay per view style event. So that's great stuff. Uh, moving into August twentieth is the last one that Christian kind of announced today. Is the uh, I believe the undercard, he said, is uh, who's the boss versus the winner of the August 14th number one contender. So Shazam or Pride or Final Exam or Deep 13, whoever ends up winning that little. It's not a tournament, but it feels like a mini tournament almost. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be who's the boss versus them uh, for, I believe that one is a number one contender match. So that's going to be interesting because the main event of that one is the Founding Fathers versus Corruption. Once again, we haven't seen them face off since Orlando when uh, I believe Founding Fathers took the belts. Yeah, so, and saved themselves from having to break up. Yeah. So that's going to be that's going to be a good one. That's going to be a fascinating one one to keep your eyes on because whoever wins that is going to essentially be going up against uh who's the boss or the other the other ones that I mentioned. So we got some really good stuff and what that means basically is if you are not part of the Schmodown Patreon, you're going to want to hop on that $10 tier for them right now because you'll get all of those matches, and that's it. You'll get all of those matches. You don't have to pay for each one individually at this point. Yeah. And it's going to be worth it because that's a lot of that's a lot of like live event quality matches that we'll be getting. Um, like now, and you don't have to wait. Yeah, that's essentially you would be getting normally like maybe one of these matches a month under under like a pay-per-view style event but now you're getting four both main event and undercards uh over the course of the next month month and a half it's if it's if that's not worth the ten dollar for the patreon tier then you need to realign what you think a ten dollar patreon tier for them is worth so that's it's it's gonna be some good stuff we would highly 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 recommend jumping on their patreon on that $10 tier just to get those matches early instead of having to wait however long from the drop on YouTube and possibly be spoiled going into the singles tournament, depending on how scheduling works. Yeah. So, uh, that being said, do y'all have any questions? Drop some questions in real quick. If you want to say anything, uh, there's no questions so far. So you could be asking us like, what's our favorite color? And we'll probably answer that here. Um, Oh, the other thing I wanted to mention, I forgot, uh, let's mention that real quick, is that... Uh, we're on podcasts? 
No, in terms of we are, but in terms of the uh, inner geekdom matchups coming up, we have uh, Chance Ellison versus Robert Parker, which oh, just yeah. announced today, is going to be at the Skybound Expo, which Christian is, I believe, hosting at least a panel of. If I got my information correct on there, uh, I believe he's hosting just a panel on it. But mm-hmm. either way, that is that is once again showing what a fantastic partnership the Schmodown with Skybound is. Um, Skybound being owned by, I believe, by Robert Kirkman, who uh, did The Walking Dead and all the, all those things. Skybound Skybound's been mostly affiliated with like comic books, doing The Walking Dead and a couple of others. And even the TV, they were even part of the TV show, I believe. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, this is a fantastic partnership, and I feel like this is this is one that I wouldn't have thought of being a partner with the Schmodown, but yeah. the more I think about it, like, man, this is just so right. It just fits so nicely. It does. Especially uh, when you see things like this, like in the middle of the pandemic, they're coming out and going like, Hey, we are, we're going to do this online expo. And, uh, yeah, the Schmodown's is going to be heavily featured. An entire match is going to be present at the expo yeah. on this online expo. So I would have liked to have seen what they would have done had there not been a pandemic, but that's not their fault. So, yeah, that would have been really fascinating to see because I think at that point, if they were actually hosting a live, uh, live expo of some sort, you mm-hmm. get a live event match. You get a live event match there, which would have been uh, really fascinating too. Especially if it ends up, if it ended up staying the same, like if they still did an Air Geek tournament and you still got Chance Ellison versus Robert Parker. Either way, it's going to be a great match. It's going to be a good one to check out. Uh, with the backdrop of that expo happening too, just to support the partnership of Schmodown and Skybound, absolutely worth uh, worth the time and attention for. Yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's the, all the uh, the Schmodown news we wanted to cover there. Yeah. Doesn't look like we got any more questions, so we're probably gonna go ahead and end this episode wrap tonight. Woo! Wrap, wrap, wrap it up. It, wrap, wrap, wrap it up. Was that from Hamilton as well? That's, no, it's no, it's not. Oh, but okay. it feels it feels like it's along the same course. So, oh okay. So we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> as you were so eloquently putting, I'm tired. It's been a long night. It's been all kinds of fun doing this show with the new audio. Uh, hopefully everything else is more perfected by next week. So yep. yeah, got some work to do on this one tonight. Which trying I, to get I, this I, like, up on the I, podcast. I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but I like it because every time we have to put in the work, just makes the show just a little bit better. Just a little bit, and I, little I'm all bit. for that. So yeah. So I mean, once again, for those of you guys who uh, didn't hear throughout this entire thing, we are now on podcasts. I've been able to get all the episodes uploaded onto Anchor. So we got Anchor. We've got Spotify. We've got Apple Podcasts. Just search Cinefanatics. You'll see all our tagline episodes. Go ahead and give us the rate and review on all different uh, podcast sources that you rate and review on. I believe mostly Apple, but that would be a big support to us as we uh, start seeking out sponsorship deals and everything for the show. Yeah. So. Um, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at MLP. There's also our individual Twitter, Instagrams, like down here below. Uh, so you can follow us individually on there. And... There's our Patreon up here, patreon.com slash cinefanatics. Hop on the tier that's right. We got a movie watch-along. Woo! You want me to take over? You seem No, to I'm not, good. You seem to be getting choked up we got we Yeah, it's just movie watch-alongs, man, so much. We got a movie watch-along that's going to be coming up uh, here in a couple of weeks, probably. We are undecided on what movie. If you got a suggestion, throw it in. But Hop on that Patreon, throw in a movie suggestion. We'll probably also create a poll. 
of, uh, Potentially, of a series yeah. of movies to pick from. So that might make it a little bit easier too. But uh, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, anywhere that you see us talking about watch alongs on the Patreon, just drop a suggestion for anything you'd like to see on there. And uh, we'll see if we can uh, fit it into that poll as well. That way you can choose your own suggestion. Yeah. Like a choose-your-own-adventure book. Kind Choose of. your own suggestion. Choose your own Cinefanatics watch-along. Anyways, that's going to do it for this week. And... Also, 9.30 p.m. Central Time on this very channel. We will see y'all tomorrow night. Y'all have a great evening and good night. See ya.